Welcome to the embodiment of sex, where we experience life through pleasure. Here we dance with the fires of desire in order to rekindle, recreate, and rebirth self. Join Sunshine Ryan and a few fully embodied folks as we dive into intimate connection with your unique creative sexual flow. Join us each week as we laugh and explore sex, self, sensuality, and learn to embody our sex like we never have before. Here's Sunshine Ryan. So I... (laughs) Did you guys watch that show, Love is Blind? I I was watching that show and... (laughs) At the end, you can choose, right? So it's Love and Blind, you go in these pods, you... I never watched shows like this and I don't know why I did. Um, but you go in these pods and you talk for, I think, like three weeks. And you talk until you find your perfect person. And then the male asks the female to marry them and they don't see each other. And then they get out of the pods, they see each other, and then they have to live together and they go to each other's apartments and then all the stuff is so great. And then the buildup is at the very end to the wedding day and then the wedding day shows up and I was so disappointed at the wedding. (laughs) So usually if you're going to get married You know that the other person wants to marry you. But the catch of this show is at the end, you can choose yes or no. And what really bothered me about this show and why the world has so many freaking trust issues is because the people in the show were like, yes, we're going to get married. Let's be together. I love you. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then at the very end, out the altar... These people were saying no. And I find myself in this situation more than I want to admit. And by the way, this is Sunshine Ryan. (laughs) And you are listening to The Embodiment of Sex. I am so glad you're here. And this week's episode is called Back the Fuck Off. (laughs) I'm afraid you're getting so too close. And why we push away intimacy connection, sacred sex, and love. And this is very real for me. I I have, I don't even know how I want to <laughs> divulge this information, but um, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> That seems like a normal thing lately. Uh, <laughs> I've been testing the waters. Uh, um, and I've been enjoying myself. Uh, but recently, someone told me that they want me, that they are totally into me, that they like me, that that they don't want to slow down, that we want to keep going, that we want to build, that we have this connection, that things are going amazingly. And then they disappear, right? And this is an ongoing theme with me. And I'm trying really hard to not let it affect me or my psyche or who I am or what I believe. Because I believe that I am capable 
of exceptional love, even though that wasn't what I was brought up to believe, even though that wasn't what I was taught when I was little. But I believe now after doing all the work that I have put myself through over the years to bring me to the person that I am now, to bring me to this belief, I believe that I am capable of creating exceptional, phenomenal relationships. And for the most part, that is what is being reflected to me. And there is a part of me that gets really angry when people can't follow through with what they're saying. And I'm totally ranting right now because I'm irritated. (laughs) Right? Show me some honesty. Show me some... Don't just make up words to me. I don't want to make believe story. I want to know that you are going to be here for me when I need you. I want to know that you stand behind your words. And it seems like that is more and more of a rarity. And it is discouraging. However, I am not discouraged. I will keep going until I, I love exceptional love. So even if I'm getting it in little increments, I'm okay with that because it's good and it feels good to me. And these people are building me up for whatever is coming. It, it, it's a beautiful process. And I'm not, I'm not, I am angry at it because it hurts, because it hurts, right? But I am willing to keep taking that bandaid off my heart and opening up and sharing with other people because I want, and I know that I am capable of receiving, creating, manifesting exceptional love because I have done that for myself within my own body. And if I can create that within myself, because I love myself completely, even in all my insecurity, even in all my disbelief, even in my traumatic history, I have come to a place in my life where I know for a fact that I love me. I know love is real because I love me. And that was a hard story within itself. It's taken me years to get to this level of um, understanding, this level of awareness, this level of acceptance. And I also know that love is real because I have created it for my family. And when I think about what my core beliefs are for my family, what are my values for my family? What have I been practicing for the last 24 years of my life for my children, the only thing I wanted them to know is love. I wanted them to know love. And I, and I know that now because they reflect unconditional love towards me constantly, without question. 
And yes, I struggle in relationships. And I, <laughs> ha ha, and I'm getting emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not always great to cry on your podcast, let me tell you. But, uh, <laughs> crazy. Okay, but it's good, right? Like, this is real. This is me. Uh, and yes, I have a history of having a hard time putting together relationships that stand that will lift me that will provoke me mm. but I know that I am capable of creating quality love and I will not let that be taken away from me. And I will not be discouraged. So, <laughs> I will get back on track and teach you today's sermon. <laughs> but why do people run away when they get too close? Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of funny because we will push away intimacy, we will push away connection, we will push away love, but we will fuck the shit out of somebody we just met, <laughs> right? Like we will open up quick, we will open up like a jack-in-the-box at 3 a.m. You want chicken sandwich? Yeah, I need a chicken sandwich. <laughs> You want fries with that? Hell yeah, I want some fries. You know you ain't supposed to be eating that Jack in the Box at 3 a.m., but you're going to do it anyways. Why? Because, you know, sex with a stranger is hot. It's quick. It's stimulating. And it doesn't actually require us to be present. So physically, yes right physically yes it's meeting needs it's it's thrilling it's exciting like you get it you're just like i'm gonna ride this pony <laughs> and we want the experience we want the feeling but we want it to stay superficial we don't want it to go much deeper than that I want you to throw my back out for the evening and then in the morning I'm going to go back to my regular reality. Because I don't actually want you to see me. I don't actually want you to know me. I want you to see this versage that I put on. And... So, you know, sex, just, just sex in its, in its own, on its own, it's easy. But it's when we get into those deeper elements, like owning our sexuality or allowing for deeper meaning or having those deep connections, feeling 
love vibrate vibrate through our bodies allowing for the intimacy allowing the other person to see you for who you are in all of your greatness and your weakness and and all the story that you are willing to share with them at that moment now connection sacred sexuality feeling love intimacy all of these things it's it complement it comp it compliment <laughs> it complicates things right because when we're really open it's it's a feeling of con- confrontation it's a feeling of confronting and it's not even confronting like the other person yes the other person may be activating the confronting but the confronting is really with ourselves within a relationship you see yourself Different relationships with different people will bring out different aspects of yourself. And so owning our sexuality, being intimate, connecting, loving means that we are bare ass naked with the lights on. And it feels like people are watching, right? It feels like intimacy, deep connection love it feels like you're on a stage it feels like you're naked it feels like the lights are shining on your skin and your skin is sweating and it feels like people are watching and so it feels exposing right you are exposed but there's beauty in the exposure i mean but we have to get there <laughs> we have to get to to the beauty part so let's let's think about what's really going on why do we feel exposed so our minds are are protective and our minds have this very powerful built-in defense and its mission and its only mission is to keep us safe from harm and this mechanism can sometimes function in hyperdrive or like superdrive, like it's turned on so high, depending on our past, depending on where we're coming from, depending on our attachment styles, that it takes off, right? It takes off and it leaves. Maybe it leaves the stuff that we want. Maybe it leaves the stuff that we need behind because it is protecting us at all costs. And we have a lot of good reasons for this phenomenon. But fear is usually the star of this game. And fear can be triggered by so many things. Like it it could be triggered by trauma. It can be triggered by uh, breakups. Good, uh, great breakups and bad breakups. It could be brought up by abandonment issues. It could be brought up by rejection. I think, you know, all of these things... And and think about it, right? So if fear is the star of the game, then trauma, breakups, abandonment, rejection, all of these things, they're going to be in the huddle, right? And they're going to be there and they're going to be listening and, and calling the plays. So, so this is scary. If people are getting too close. 
something that comes to me when people get too close to me is like, oh no, they're going to see who I am. And that's very fearful for me, especially because when I was younger, I was told that I was not enough. I was told that I wasn't going to make it. I was told all of these very bad negative things that nobody ever sees until I enter into a relationship. And that is why it is hard for me. And not that it's an excuse. This is my reality. This is my truth. This is what I am dealing with. This is because I am biracial also. This is because I've never been accepted. This is because I've been running for a long, long time. And so when people get close to me, when I'm in a relationship, something that feels like love, that's scary. That is very scary for me. They're going to see the real me now. Now, the funny thing now is that I like the real me. (laughs) But when I enter relationships, I retreat. I go back to this old story. It's like, it's almost like this new me and that old me still don't know each other yet. It's like they haven't actually met. They haven't actually came into entunement with each other. And the only time it gets triggered for me is in a relationship. And I will be the first one to admit that publicly because I am not ashamed of it. I am learning, I am growing, I am playing with it, I am experimenting it, and I am naming it because I damn sure will not let it keep affecting me for the rest of my life. Because I am currently putting an end to that old story. And maybe it does look messy, but I'm going to let it look messy until it looks clean. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's what I'm doing. (laughs) So, the truth is that intimacy, connection, sacred sex, love opens us up to rejection. And that it's that fear of rejection. And what this means is that there can be, you know, insecurity. There can be intimidation. There can be maybe a feeling of not wanting to feel stressed. Maybe there's a feeling of like, oh, this is so amazing. Rejection is surely coming. (laughs) That's me. That's where I am. This feels really good. I know you're going to leave by tomorrow. Right? Like that's, that's my story. Um. And so this fear of intimacy, this fear of connection, of love, of deeper levels of sex, sacred sex, they're like highlighting our perception of our own limitations. So it's so nice to like put the blame on someone else. You're doing this to me. You're doing this to me. You're doing this to me. Actually, they are just revealing our insecurities that we have within ourselves. 
It's like a highlighter. It's like a light being shined on you. And you have to face yourself. And what we really want is to be loved, is to be supported, to be accepted. But there is a risk. And we feel this risk and then we react to it, right? But the risk is the place where we might just find exceptional love. Or even more importantly, the risk might be where we find more about ourselves. So trauma is a very tricky puddle of water to to tread through. It's muddy. It's gunky. It's murky. And depending on the severity of your past, of your trauma, it can really make intimacy, connection, and love difficult. It's like if you, it's like we have these embedded responses. They are stored and they are actually stored. Trauma is actually stored in your body on a cellular level. And so the response is because that's how your body is responding. Your body is responding to what it knows, right? It's like you so des- it's like you so desperately want to be kissed or hold or held or hugged, but you don't actually want anyone touching you. And and that used to be me before, and I've talked about that before. Like, don't come in my bubble. I want people in my bubble, but I actually don't want anybody in my bubble. <laughs> because it's my damn bubble. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at that. But if you would have met me five, six years ago, you know, people were not allowed in my bubble. I was very cut off to the to the outside world. Um, so the trauma, I feel like, is kind of like a splinter. <laughs> and you know you have to get that splinter out or you're going to get an infection. It's going to get worse. It's going to get embedded in there. It's going to turn into a cyst. It's going to become pussy and red and, you're, and it's going to hurt. And so you know that that splinter's in there and you can probably see it and you can feel it and you know it's there. But you don't want to poke at your skin. You don't want to poke at the splinter. You don't want to use the needle to touch it and release it. Because sometimes you know that you have to dig in under the skin. You have to dig under the skin. You got to dig under the splinter. You got to kind of coax that splinter out in order to release it. But once you release it, your finger feels better. So that's kind of how trauma is. We don't want to touch it. We don't want to poke at it. We don't want to we don't want to bother it. But if you don't, it's going to keep infesting your body until you get sick with disease, diseases, illnesses, tiredness, uh hatred. Or we can kind of dig it, coax it out. 
release it. Let it be. We don't need the splinter. We don't need the trauma. We don't need to carry that baggage. So let's get into what are some of the basic trauma responses. So regardless of the trauma is big or small, it will show up differently in everybody's body. But there are four very distinct responses that you will see on a regular basis. So they are fight, flight, freeze, and fond. And so fight is, is this feeling like you're being attacked. So you will do anything to protect yourself. Now remember that fear is a condition. And then the mind is thinking that you are in danger. And so in the fight aspect, you are preparing for war. In the flight, you're like, I'm out of here. Maybe you're hiding. Maybe you're just retreating. You're like, no, waving that white flag. I surrender. I'm done. Flight gone. <laughs> Remember, all of these are reactions to a perceived threat. And the body will act automatically if it, if it perceives a threat. Freeze means you pause, you stall, maybe you disassociate. Maybe your body is here, but mentally you've checked out. Or maybe you can't even move. Maybe you are physically frozen. That would be a freeze. And fond is a new term, which was termed by a man named Pete Walker. And so fond means that you try to please or appease or pacify the situation so that we can just get it done with, right? And so these responses are matched usually with like your personality, attachment styles, and I will do a podcast about attachment styles very soon so we could talk about that. But all of these together will lead to the decisions that we make when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to connection, when it comes to sacred sex, when it comes to love. And then we have to ask ourselves, especially when we're in the relationship, is this bringing us harm or is it bringing us good? And maybe we're not even aware enough to ask ourselves this question. Maybe we just feel harm and we're like, I got to get out of here. Maybe we are emotionally overwhelmed. I got to get out of here. Maybe we can't name what we're feeling, but I got to get out of here, right? Usually the other person that you're in a relationship will pick up on it before you will. And they'll start asking you things like, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Do you want to slow down? Is this going too fast? I've noticed that you've been withdrawn lately. I notice that you're not returning my text messages. Usually you'll see a pattern, right? Like at first they're really interested, really interested. You're talking, you get into some good stuff, you get into some more good stuff. And then the harder stuff starts to come out. The stuff that was trying to be hidden starts to come out. And then, and then the communication stops a little bit. And if the two people are aware and conscious and they know that this is happening, then the communication will continue. 
and they would speak it, right? They'd be like, oh, I'm feeling this type of way. I feel like you're like I'm being triggered right now or I feel like <laughs> I think no matter how you say it, somehow it's going to come off crazy, <laughs> but it's not crazy. It's very human, right? We all have an experience. We all have a past. We all have a story. We all have a trauma. We are all trying to make it. And so what I find not funny is that we are embarrassed to be who we are and to speak our stories. So when most of us hit that wall, we stop. And I'm encouraging you to find a way around it. As the song says, ain't no mountain high enough. (laughs) Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough, right? And that's how we should be looking at when we hit these walls, when we hit a block and we're like, oh, I need to run. Actually, I don't need to run. I just need to find how I'm going to get through this or how I'm going to get around it. And if it would be great (laughs) if I could communicate that to my partner. Even if, and this is for me personally, (laughs) if you ever try to come at me and we're going to go on a date or something, if you were just like, Hey, I need a break because I, I need to work through something. I'm going to be like, that's cool. But if you ghost me, that's not cool. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Okay, back to the message. (laughs) So, uh, I personally have been called a runner many, many times. And and I used to run. I used to run a lot. Um, Because I don't like people getting close to me. I don't like people getting close to my family. I'm a very private person. I'm very protective, and that's hard for me. And for a long time, my mentality was not to create anything that had a commitment, right? And for a long time, my whole thing was just like, I just need, I need side pieces. I don't need you to be around all the time. I don't want you around all the time. I just want to see you when I, when I want to see you, and that's it. But I'm not coming from that mentality anymore. You know, my current goal is to create exceptional love. And creating exceptional love is a very high standard. And I have very high standards for myself because one, I know it's possible, like I said before, because I exceptionally love myself. So what does this take? This takes a lot of rewriting of my nervous system. And let me tell you that I am sloppy at it. But I practice. And I'm getting really good at it. And I'm even starting to impress myself. (laughs) 
as the intimacy grows in the relationships that I have, as connection grows, as the sex gets better, as the love grows. You know, I I never really felt love before, but recently the men in my life and I and I told you I with my kids, yes, with myself, yes, but there is different love that comes from a man. And the men in my life that have been coming into my life lately, they it's so loving. And it's like a gift for me. And I'm like, wow, like this is really happening. Like this is tangible. Like I can actually touch and feel what love is supposed to feel like. That's a big deal for someone like me. And so I will say this again and I will say it on here and I will claim it. I am exceptional at self-love and... I am exceptional at partner love. So some steps and some tips to learning to let go of the trauma responses. Now, once you know what they are, first we we have to start to become aware of when we're doing it. And then that's going to take some time. And then after we get through that, maybe add a name to it, right? So here's some tips about working through the trauma responses. One, do not be ashamed of yourself when you have them. Every single person in the world has them. Every single person. So do not be ashamed when you have yours. Understand that it's going to be messy for a while, (laughs) right? We are not masters at anything when we are born. And the only way you become really good at something is if you practice it over and over and over. And for me, every day I'm going to choose love over everything. Number three, love is a positive intention. Love is not actually out here to hurt you. So let it lead. Express your love. Share it with people. Say how you feel. Be too much. Say, I want to be with you. Just say it, feel it, all of it. Next one, love, intimacy, connection, sacred sex is not a feeling. And I will say all of that again so you get it. Love, intimacy, connection, sacred sex is not a feeling. It is a choice. It is an action and it 
takes ongoing work. It's not just going to happen. And I love this phrase, and I just heard it last week. If love is the answer, then allow fear to be its teacher. So if you let the fear guide you, it can actually guide you out of the darkness and back into the light. And that's it for this week. I want to thank you for listening and going on this uh, more emotional series with me today. Um, It's late here. All my kids are sleeping. But I wanted to deliver this message to y'all. So thank you for listening. Until next week. Bye. Oh, where can you find me? (laughs) On my website at sunshineryan.com. Facebook and Instagram at sunshineryantantra. And on Twitter at the embodiment of sex. Bye, guys.